0: I
1: think the reason why we wanted to go this route is just the power of relationships you can build with people before you sell anything or even during the process is extremely valuable.
2: This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Rick Mulready here, and welcome back to the Art of Pay Traffic podcast for episode number 119. Hope this finds you well. Thanks so much for coming to hang out with me today. Whatever you're up to, hope that you're having a great day. On today's show, my friend Brandon Lucero from soulwithvideo.com is gonna join me to share a case study of how he used a three-part Facebook video ad strategy for a six-figure product launch that he did in late 2016. And I asked him to come on because it's a, he did such a great job with this launch and I was kind of following, I was kind of watching what he and the person that he partnered with for this launch, what they were doing with it. And thought that they did such a really good job. I asked them to come on and talk about it. So specifically, we get into how Brandon used Facebook videos to create a customer journey. Basically, building relationships with people, moving them from being a cold lead all the way through to being raving customers. And we're going to break down the entire strategy today, the types of videos that Brandon used, why he used the specific ones that he did, how long the videos were. That's one question I get all the time is how long should my Facebook video ads be? So he breaks that down, how he set his Facebook video ads up, the cost involved and his entire selling process. We go deep on this one today. So get ready to take a few notes. Also, this might be a good one for you to listen to a couple more times after your initial listen here because we do really break everything down step by step for you today. Also, please share this episode with people that you think that might benefit from it if you've got friends or colleagues that maybe haven't checked out the podcast yet and you think this might be a good episode for them to listen to. If you're I just realized this. I just found this on my I listen to podcasts on the I have an iPhone and I use the podcast app. On the phone. And I just recently, maybe you already know this, but there's three little dots in the bottom right of your screen when you're listening to a podcast episode. If you click those, one of the options is to share the episode. And it's super easy to do. Like I said, maybe you've known this for a long time. I just recently realized it. Regardless, it's an easy way to share the episode. So if you would be so kind to share this episode with people that you think might Find some benefit from it. Really appreciate that. As I mentioned last episode, one of my goals in 2017 is to double the listenership of this podcast. And you're supporting the show by sharing it is a real big help. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. All right, without further ado, let's go hang out with Brandon Lucero. Brandon, welcome to the podcast. How's it going, man? It's going good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely, I'm really excited to have you on here. We've been friends for a while. We've gotten to know each other over the past year or so. And you're up to some pretty cool stuff. So that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast here. You've been kind of... I don't want to say perfecting because there's never perfection, but you've gotten really good at using this one strategy that we're going to be talking about here today and leveraging Facebook ads and Facebook groups in kind of blowing up your launches as you're going through different programs to launch. So I'm really excited to get into that today. But before we do, why don't you uh, share a little bit about who you are and what you've been up to?
1: Yeah, so obviously my name is Brandon Lucero. I'm the founder of Sold With Video, which is a video marketing production company. And I really got started with YouTube, like ranking videos and building up YouTube channels. And we still do this today. Like we're responsible for millions and millions of views and tens of thousands of leads all from YouTube. But recently what we've been doing is transitioning our content and what we do for ourselves and for our clients is to using Facebook video as well and using that to create really effective advertising campaigns within facebook organic and paid and so that's what we've been kind of up to is like really taking advantage of the fact that facebook video is super cheap right now and you know i tell people it's one of these things like you don't get an opportunity like this in the internet marketing space very often where there's this platform that they're trying to push and no one's using it and things are very very cheap so we have just been really like diving into that really in 2016
2: and how are you so i want to get into the launch that you're doing but one Challenge that people often come up against when it comes to video, like the holdup they have. And I'm as guilty as this as anybody when it comes to this. I've gotten better with it, but you know, a lot of people think they have to have a big production, you know, or have like really high quality cameras and equipment to create videos to. Use as a Facebook video ad. And I talk a lot about Facebook video ads here on the podcast, but what's your view on that? What's your viewpoint on, you know, just grabbing your iPhone or your Android device? And I mean, or excuse me, all these phones have really good cameras these days. Yeah. What's your view on that?
1: I think it's vital just to like get in front of the camera and go, regardless of what camera you use. Mm. And often, the, you know, the trend with content nowadays is that. Things that are a little more authentic seem to perform a little bit better. Like people want transparency, authenticity in content. And like, you know, one of the examples that I think everyone is going to know is like, look at Gary Vaynerchuk. The dude doesn't sit there in front of like high end cameras. What he does is just goes around his normal day and people film with probably just a regular DSLR camera. Mm-hmm. But there's not a professional set going on. And and that is really powerful content. I think it's more about the context that you're using stuff in and what you're saying in the videos and Mm -hmm. the language you're using and stuff like that more so than how professional it is. And often a lot of the times where we do some remarketing video ads and stuff like that, like, Hey, the replays up and stuff like that. I just sit in front of my phone, record it, and then we just upload that straight to Facebook without any editing at all. It's just a straight message and bam, you're ready to go. So I don't think you need that. I think it's just an excuse people tell themselves because they might have other fears, like they're afraid of being on camera or something like that. But you can get going with your phone pretty easily.
2: Yeah, I find that I am not a big fan of being in front of the camera. I mean, it's gotten better, but it is still, <laughs> it takes me a bit to work myself up to it. But I find that once I kind of get into it, once I do a few takes, if you will, it just kind of gets... And and whenever I look at the finished product afterwards, I'm never, I I don't think we're ever super happy with looking at, I mean, some people probably are, but looking (laughs) at ourselves on video, I am definitely one of those people where I'm like, eh, I'm not super psyched about it, but I'm happy that it's done and it always, almost always does well as a format. Now, you mentioned something there, Brandon, as you were talking about it's more about the types of things that you say in the video and how you say it and I want to kind of use that to lead into so you you recently did a launch and I'm probably going to get her name wrong Sunny Leonard Doozy did yep. I pronounce it right Yep you got it nice <laughs> all right and that was a launch for a program called Boss Video Branding and yeah. during this launch you guys use video exactly like we're talking about here throughout the launch and you leverage Facebook video ads. And the strategy was to use these ads to get people into a Facebook group where you can kind of build that relationship with them. And then I'm going to have you walk through the launch here, but then eventually into the actual offer itself. Take us through kind of the strategy, but then I also want you to get pretty granular on what you were saying or the types of content that you're putting into those videos and how you were saying and because everyone always asks like the two big questions as i'm sure you know is how long should my video be and what should i say in my video yeah. and there's certainly sort of formulas for that and i talk a lot about as far as length goes and, and everything but what worked well for you guys so
1: the idea really was is that our launch started four to six weeks before we even started the launch, like officially open up cart or open up, you know, the ads to get into the webinar and stuff like that. So the idea was to take advantage of the fact that you can get video views on Facebook for literally like a penny. And I said, why don't we just build up this big Facebook page? audience, you know, we'll we'll obviously go after your warm traffic people that know of you, but I really want to go after people that have never heard of you before. And we want to create these content videos that bring them in, but don't just bring them in. Like, I don't want to just push out value adding videos that people go, okay, I like this girl. I, I wanted to create videos that changed the way that they looked at product we're going to pitch them or change their mindset a little bit so what we really did with video number one was kind of we call for lack of a better word a gary vaynerchuk style video where it was just an inspirational motivational video and here's the thing most people don't understand about content is you look at gary vaynerchuk and and you hear everyone say this all the time like you need to put out value and value and value and they think value means how-to videos and instructional Mm -hmm. videos and things like that but What Gary does very well is he does value adding videos because he's inspiring. He's getting you to feel like you're part of a community and part of a message. And that's extremely value adding to people. Sure. So I said, why don't we do that? And what we can do is take people through a series of two to three videos where we let them know what your message is, what the message of the program is going to be, and then get them in kind of like a buying state of mind or ready for a change state of mind. So we started with video number one which the way we start these videos is always taking a statement that people are very familiar with. And in this case, it was that building a business takes work and takes like hustle, right? Mm -hmm. But the next phase after that is giving them a new way to look at it. So Gary Vaynerchuk does this very well, right? He takes something that most people believe and flips it on you. And then he backs it up with his own experiences and thought processes and stuff like that. So the messaging behind video number one was that building a business takes work, like most people can agree to that. But the next thing was, is we want to get people to look at that in a different way, was work doesn't mean hard, you know? And the only reason why you think it's hard is just because you haven't done it. But people every day are building six and seven figure businesses using video all around their passions and have this amazing life. And most people can agree with that. And what we're doing is we're getting people to look at it a different way to connect with Sunny, connect with what she stands for, and draw them in. And so that was kind of video number one, we set that up as a video view objective on Facebook, and okay. we just ran it. So the idea here was to run it to our audience first so that we could get reactions and comments and likes on it. But after that kind of wore off, we gave it a couple of days, we ran it just to straight cold traffic. I wanted to build up as much warm traffic that we could have over the next four to six weeks before we started the launch. So what ended up happening is we ended up paying, on that video in particular, we paid about one penny per view. Okay. And we generated around 30,000
2: views. What was your call to action on that? Because you mentioned that your objective was video views. So I'm hearing that as like your objective is just to get people to watch the video. Right. What, like, did you guys have a call to action on that?
1: Yeah, sorry about that. I, I totally forgot that call to action, no, which was okay. to, to get them into a Facebook group. And okay. so what we wanted to do was further the relationship after they watched the video inside the Facebook group. And that way we can get them ready for the launch and kind of build up you know, momentum and and get people excited about the product that she's coming out with. But basically to funnel people into that Facebook group.
2: Did you push them right to the Facebook group or did they have to go to a page and like opt in and then you kick them over to the group?
1: Yeah, no, it was straight into straight the Facebook the group. group. Okay. Yeah, I think the main thing with a lot of these content videos or pre-launch videos is to take anything salesy out of the process. Yeah, And, you know, there was the call to action was like, hey, if you want to join me on this journey or you like resonate with this message, join us in this Facebook group and let's build a community of like-minded individuals. And it was cool. just something as simple as
2: that. And you said this was like four to six weeks prior to even launching it.
1: Yeah, Go I ahead. think it was probably right around five weeks before we were running this. And so... We paid for about 30,000 views and it was about a penny. So it didn't cost us a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But what's really interesting is that since we scripted the videos the right way and we had you know, a message that people resonate with, give them a new way to look at it, you tap into this you know, the things they don't know, they don't know, or they, you tap into this new way of looking at things. And it's very powerful for people and they connect very well. And that's when you start getting people to share the content. Cause they go like, yeah, like this totally makes sense. I've never thought of it this way. And they comment, they share it, they react to it. So on this first video, I think we had over a hundred shares. And by the way, we didn't say like share this video or comment on this video. We didn't say any of that, but people just resonated with it. So we had about a hundred shares on that video. I think we had about 50 different comments and I can't remember the actual number. probably around 300 different reactions, likes and loves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And what happened is all of that activity on the video actually generated us an extra 20,000 organic views. So yes. even though we paid for 30,000, we actually got 50,000 out of it, which actually would lower our cost per view almost to about half a penny per view. Mm-hmm. And it funneled a ton of people into the Facebook group. And what we were able to do then is then a week or two later launch video number two, which was the next piece of our strategy. So video number one was all about getting people to realize that it takes work to build a business. Like we're gonna show you that it's possible and you can have what you want, but as long as you put in the work, it's all possible. But the goal of video number one was just to make sure people realize like it takes work. This isn't like a click button, get rich quick thing. They're like, this is something that's real but you have to put in the work. That was the whole objective with video number one.
2: You weren't necessarily yeah, teaching them any in that first video. You were just sort of like bringing to light something they probably already felt.
1: Yeah, bringing something that they kind of already felt. But we really, I think the trick here is to get people to look at something in a different way than what they've looked at it before. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the strategy. And to just inspire and motivate people as well. Cool. Just kind of give them that little kick in the butt that they might need. And so now we're like, okay, our audience now recognizes that it takes work to get to where they want to go. Now, let's make sure that they know that they have to do it now, otherwise nothing's ever going to happen. So video number two was all about taking action and taking that action now. And so we started with something like we all have dreams. Everyone has somewhere where they want to get to, but you have to put the steps in and you have to do it now otherwise those dreams will stay dreams. And if you wait another year, that's another year that you're getting farther and farther away from your dreams. So let's take action now, put in the steps now so that you can have what you want come to you now. And it was all about now and take action and time. And now's the time and that type of thing. So
2: now's the time to join the Facebook group? Or is that what you mean as far as take action goes?
1: It, no, it was more about now's the time to take action on building your business like in their getting, life. Yeah, in their life. Got get your it. business to where you want it to go. And keep in mind, all of this aligns with our products, which our product was teaching people how to build an audience using video and social media. Okay, And so, you know, we kind of started where the offer is going to be, what the product does, what does it do for people? And then what kind of state of mind do we want them in as they get into our launch? And we're like, you know what, this takes work. Video obviously takes work. But it can help them build their business, build the audience they want, build the following that they want. So what state of mind do we want them in? And what kind of videos can we create that gets them into that state of mind before they enter in our launch? And we work backwards from there and we're like, okay, video number one needs to talk about that they need to have a work ethic. Video number two needs to get them to recognize that now is the time to go after it and not to wait anymore. And now that they're motivated and they're pumped up on, okay, I'm ready to put in the work and I'm ready to take action now. That's the state of mind we wanted them in as they entered into our launch. Got it. And that's why we ran those two videos to get them into that state of mind.
2: And so- How long, sorry, how long were those videos and then how far apart did you release them? Because you said you started about five weeks out.
1: Yeah, so video number one was about five weeks out and we let that run for about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. And we just threw as much stuff at it as we could. Video number two came out about two weeks later. So we still had another two to three weeks before the launch. And so we were funneling all those people into the Facebook group. And that's kind of the timeline of those the release dates. Got as far it. as length of the videos, they were probably between a minute to two minutes. They weren't very long.
2: Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought they were longer.
1: No, they're pretty short. I mean, we spent a lot of time scripting these videos and going over it. You know, I have NLP and sales coach, Jim Fortin, who helped me like kind of put in the right persuasion that we needed and, and all the like the trigger words that we needed to do. And he helped me work on these scripts like these weren't like sit in front of the camera and just record and go. These were well scripted, well thought out, well planned out videos that really got people to Get behind the message that we stand for, and get them to recognize what they need to change to get the results that they want.
2: Yeah, so you're very intentional about it. But I yeah. love the fact that you know you weren't over two like two minutes was your max on these videos. I think it's a great lesson for people that they think that videos need to be you know very long, and they can be long, but it's another way of proving that you know when people say how long should a video be, the video needs to be as long as it needs to be to get your yeah. point across. You know, yeah. and, and you guys were very intentional about your messaging.
1: Right. And and that's the thing, too, is content can still work if it's longer. It just depends on what your objective is with the content. Ours was just like, let's get our message out as quick as we can and get people into the Facebook group and just funnel people in. And that was the intention of those videos. And we didn't need a Five minute long video to do that. Yeah. So so that's what we did. And with video number two, we did the same thing. We just released it and we ran it to her warm traffic first, her audience. Got some reactions and stuff on it. Then we ran it to cold traffic. But we also remarketed people that watched the video number one to also make sure that they watched video number two got it, as yeah, well. Smart. And so the cost per view went up a little bit. It went up to about two to three cents. But the reason why is because remarketing with video is a little bit more expensive. And so since we did some remarketing with it, the cost went up a little bit. But $0.03 cents per view is nothing to be complaining about. Yeah. So
2: did you guys do, I don't know if it was an option when you were running this campaign, but was the video engagement retargeting an option at that point?
1: Yeah, it was. And that's how we did it. Oh, I think, okay what we chose was if you watch 75% of Got video it. number one, then you we made sure you saw video number two.
2: Got it. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. And then you did video three. What was the time between video two, when you released video two, and when you released the third one?
1: So the third one was about, again, a week and a half to two weeks later. And this one was kind of formulating everything. And it, it put Sonny's message really out there. And it just said, you know, I had to put in the work. I had to take action now. And when I did this in my first year of being on YouTube, I was able to get in front of 3 million people, grow my channel to $500,000, have a six-figure business. And we talked about all this stuff that video has been able to do. And it was really an inspirational video. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of the final piece of putting video one and two together. It's like, look, I did this. I did this. I put in the work. I took action now. You can do the same thing. Here's the results I got. Here's what I stand for. And then we introduced them to the webinar which was about a week out before the first webinar actually started. So, and usually that's when we're gonna start our webinar ads anyways, is a week before the first webinar. So that's what video number three was, and we just ran them into the first webinar, and we ran that one, and the same thing, I think we paid around two cents per
2: view for that one. So you were sending people from video three into a webinar registration page. Yep, exactly. And and you were doing video views as your objective. Yep, with that one, yeah. Interesting. Did you, I, I mean, were you curious to test you know, website conversions as your objective with that video?
1: Well, we also did run it as mm-hmm. an, an ad separately. Mm-hmm. And they did really well. Like we had some really low cost leads on this whole launch. I mean, we had some ad groups or ad sets that were converting under a dollar. And I mean, we had would have hundreds of conversions on them. Yeah. And so we did really well with that. I don't remember or recall at the top of my head if video views gave me a lower cost per lead than actually running it as the objective of being conversions. Mm-hmm. But we, again, we just wanted to make sure that we were getting a lot of views on the video sure. versus actual ad. Cause what we ended up doing too, is we actually ran real actual ads instead of just like this inspirational video as the ad. Okay. But the goal was just to make sure that people saw it. Cause it really was the final piece of wrapping video one and two together. So my objective wasn't really to make sure that it brought on people to the webinar. Yep. It was really just to make the whole process of final yeah, circle completion.
2: Up. Yeah. It. Okay.
1: Because what we did after that is we made sure that we ran an actual real ad campaign to all the people that went through that process with us.
2: Okay. Got it. Got it. And then you have all these people in the Facebook group as well. So yeah. not only are you leveraging you know ads to get people to the webinar now, but you can be talking about that in the Facebook group to get them to register for the webinar too.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Sunny did a really good job inside that Facebook group. I mean, Sunny knows how to build an audience better than anyone I've ever seen. Like the way she uses content and social media is just to build an organic audience is just unbelievable. So I think we had close to about 2000 members in the Facebook group just from those ads. So mm-hmm. we had a group of 2,000 people that were already like in the group, interacting, and she would just do content videos. She would do relationship building things, like the typical Facebook group stuff, like here's Share Your Wins Friday type stuff. But she would also be putting content in there, and content that would, again, get them in the right state of mind before we launched the product and the webinars. So what we would do from that point Is once they registered for the webinar, we had a cheat sheet designed and we had that inside the Facebook group so that everyone who registered for the webinar would then be redirected to join the Facebook group before the webinar so that they could get the cheat sheet.
2: Got it. Okay. Okay. So did you have people that signed up for the webinar who maybe were not in the Facebook group?
1: Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's always going to, you're not going to be able to get a hundred percent of the people sure. watching everything to get in, obviously. But yeah, I mean, we had people signing up for the webinar who are not inside the group. And to be honest with you, we didn't even promote the webinar inside the group until the webinar actually was a little bit closer. So I think the first time we promoted the webinar inside the group was within 48 hours of it.
2: Starting. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay.
1: So we released video number three and we're just like, you know, it's a video we're paying for it. It needs to have some kind of call to action on it. Sure. I think people now are at the point where they can go on the webinar. So let's just promote the webinar and, and that way we have someone going there. But again, the objective was really just to wrap up, you know, video one and two with video number three.
2: There was not a video four, correct? No. Okay. Right. I'm curious because you're selling vehicle, if you will, was the webinar itself. Right. Or did you do multiple webinars? Yeah,
1: I don't know the actual number, but it was probably close to five or six different webinars that we did.
2: Okay, so you did multiple webinars. I'm just curious, like, because the last, I've only done one video launch and I absolutely Mm -hmm. hated it it (laughs) because it's so much work, but it worked. Like, a huge percentage of people who enrolled in the program at the time came from, you know, the video series itself. Now, with that said, I also offered webinars, but I did offer. One of the videos in the series, the final video, was the quote-unquote sales video to offer the opportunity to continue their training in the program. And I like doing that simply because there are some people who like watching videos Mm -hmm. And don't like to sit on a webinar and vice versa. There are people who much rather sit for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half or whatever it is on a webinar and not watch a video series. So I'm curious on the thought process behind that. It clearly it worked for you. I'd love to learn, you know, what were you guys, what was sort of the strategy there?
1: So we started with webinars mainly because it was our first. Pro, like the first time we launched it, like Sonny and I okay. came together and within three months we had created this product. Like we got together. It was kind of a funny story. We came together because we wanted to mastermind together. And then I started telling James Wedmore, who we both know about her. And I was like, this girl's amazing. Like she knows how to build an audience. And he's like, you guys should partner. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you guys could create something pretty awesome. And so I approached her with the idea and we came up with this idea of, of taking how she built a following using video and social media turn it into a product And we created it and launched it from scratch and generated one hundred thousand dollars in revenue in three months. Mm. And so, like the process was really fast. And as you know, with video series, need to be well scripted, well thought out. You really need to know the audience. Like they have to be done and you have really have to take the time to do it right and so since it was our first launch with this product it was brand new we didn't really know like we didn't know how it was going to do i just said let's just test the idea with webinars let's start with a few webinars where we can get some feedback and see what's working and see what's not and then as we get through the launch we can start putting more money into the later webinars and we can just kind of test our performance as we go through so what we ended up doing is running a little bit of money in ads the first week and then the second week we just went crazy with ad spend after we did a few webinars. And it was her first time ever doing a webinar. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah. She crushed it. I mean, she's just amazing. Like, She did an amazing job. She's just really good on video and camera. But yeah, so that was kind of the thought process behind it. The product wasn't even done when we launched it. It was about halfway completed. And so we launched it as a beta launch and just told people they'll be the first beta members. And so... Since it was so new, I was just kind of like, I'm not gonna waste my time or spend any time on trying to do a three part video series because like I'm just already stressed out making sure the content's done and the site's up. Sure. I mean, we had a team of five editors working on her videos to get all the content done and in the program. And you know, I've done millions of webinars. So I just said, let's just do what I know, yeah. let's do what I know will work and we can move forward from there. And it worked it. out really, really well.
2: That's a it's a huge lesson there. You know, so everybody listening. What Brandon just said is so key. I mean, we all kind of tend to have this perfectionism. You know what I mean? Like things have to be perfect in order to launch or in order to get it out there or to let the world know about it. But you were doing this and you just, you you didn't even have the full course created. You know, you just got it out there. You did what you knew. And this was her first webinar that she's ever done. And you're doing five or six of them over, it sounds like a a two week time period. I -hmm. mean, it sounds chaotic, yet it was intentional. (laughs) In what you were doing, and you didn't wait for things to be absolutely perfect in order to move forward. And I think that's right. a huge lesson. I love it.
1: Yeah. And you're, you're right. It was 100% intentional and it was like 150% chaotic. I mean, it was, it was a busy process. I mean, it's a beast of a course, but yeah, it, that's what we did.
2: Now, you also did something in the Facebook group you mentioned before we started talking here, which I think is really interesting. The final five days leading up to the, Uh, Was it cart close? Is that right? Yeah. So okay. So what did you do? You did the webinars, and then my first question, actually, before we get into that, is how long was the cart open after the webinars? I think it was a two
1: week process. So from when we did the first webinar, I think we had about two weeks or a week and a half. I think it was it was on a Tuesday, and then it closed the following week on a. Friday, okay. I think is what it was. So it's about a week and a half ish. So we did the first couple webinars and then we finished out week number one. And then we went into week number two, which is the final week of the whole launch. Yep. And that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday inside the Facebook group, we did live streams, or I should say, Sunny did live streams inside the Facebook group to everyone who was in there. And I think by this point, we probably had close to 3000 members inside that Facebook group. Wow. And right. Yeah. I mean, we had just started it just a couple of weeks before. And so it had grown really, really fast. And the idea here was to give out additional content related to the topic of the webinar. Mm-hmm. And then every five to 10 minutes inside of those live streams, we would reintroduce the offer to people. And so we would be like, Hey guys, today we're talking about this and we give out some content. Then we'd go, okay, if you're just tuning in right now, this is what we're talking about today. And just a reminder, and we would go into our offer. We spend about a minute talking about the offer in the program, and then we get back into the training. So I think each call was close to 45 minutes to an hour. And we did that throughout the entire last five days. The final day was a Q and a like, are you on the fence? Let me get you off the fence type of call sure. on the last final day where people could ask questions and different things like this or is it a right fit for me? Will it help my business type of thing?
2: Within the Facebook and group?
1: Within the Facebook group. Got
2: it. Okay. And so,
1: and obviously everyone that opted into the webinar at some point also got an email saying, hey, inside the Facebook group, we're doing this live stream. Go ahead and join us. And it'll be every day at, you know, 10 in the morning or whenever it was.
2: Oh, okay. So that's actually a good lesson there too. And I love the fact that you did, you repitched it. Within each of the you know mini webinars, or live streams, if you will, each day. You repitched it within those every five to ten minutes. What did you think is a great lesson? Because people are popping in and out, and yeah. you know, seldom do people stay on the entire time. So I think that that's a really good lesson. Yeah, there. and you mentioned the Q and A at the end as well, and a scheduled time so people know. Hey, okay, it's Tuesday. You know, the live stream is going to be at whatever you said, like ten a.m. or whatever time right. it was. So they could expect that it wasn't like all of a sudden just pop like showing up in their newsfeed. <laughs> oh, okay, there it is. How happy were you with the whole thing? Like with the success of the whole thing?
1: I think the success kind of blew Sunny and I away. Like we knew it would be good, and we knew that we would do well with it. But to create a product from scratch, not knowing even the name and create it and launch it before it's even done and, you know, generate $100,000 in revenue for me was extremely exciting and, and just like blew me out of the water. I'm like, this is freaking amazing. Like People love this content and just the feedback from the course, even with it being half done, the feedback we got from it was just unbelievable. And so the whole process, you know, for me, was it was a little scary because this whole like pre-launch phase and Facebook group thing was something that not 100% familiar with. Like we kind of made it up as we went along, but I knew how I wanted people to think through the entire process. And I knew how to create Mm -hmm. the content that would get them in the right state of mind. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, you know how it is. It's like, you know, it's going to do well, but you don't really know how well it's going to do until you actually do it. So that's kind of how it was. And we were just really, really happy. And I think having a Facebook group as a part of a launch or just in general is a really vital part of the process. I mean, one of the things we didn't really touch on yet but we did inside the Facebook group, is during that four to six week phase before we launched the product, we were polling people. And we had polls in there of like, what are you struggling with in your business? What do you wanna gain the most? Why do you wanna use video? Because one of the things that we struggled with is like, how do we position this program? Because this program technically could teach people how to get more customers. It could teach people how to build an email list. It could teach people how to grow a following. It could teach people all sorts of things. Mm. But I'm just trying to look at it as like, how do we position this as something people want? And when we started polling people inside that Facebook group, we found out that all people really wanted was they wanted to grow a following. And they wanted eyeballs on their content. Like They were sick and tired of putting out content on YouTube and on Facebook and Snapchat and no one seeing it. Yeah. And so that's what we positioned our entire campaign around is the one thing that they wanted. And the Facebook group allowed us to really mm. find that data before we launched Smart. the product.
2: That reminded me too, on your initial... like, Or I should say in videos one and two when you were driving them to the Facebook group, mm-hmm. I know that that was your call to action, but what was the... What was the hook there? Like, what was the hook to get them into the Facebook group? What were you telling them that they were going to get once they were in the group?
1: We basically just told them there's going to be a community of people that are trying to go after the same things as you and that you don't have to do it alone. And I think mm-hmm. that was the main thing is like, you don't have to do this alone. Because I think a lot of us, especially in the, this field that we're in, like a lot of us just work at home by ourselves all day and we have virtual teams. And so it gets a little lonely. And that was the main thing was like, you don't have to do it alone. I'm going to help guide you. And you could be your own boss and you could have your own six figure business join the community. And that's really all it was.
2: Got it. Got it. What percentage of sales came from people who were in that Facebook group? Did, were, is that something that you guys tracked?
1: Yeah, so I haven't gone through that data yet, but this is actually the, uh, I've done this three times on three different launches using this process now. Mm -hmm. And the first launch we did, about 80% of the sales came from people inside the Facebook group. This last one that I just finished, about 70% came in from wow. people inside the Facebook group. It's
2: an extremely powerful thing. Yeah, that's massive. So yeah. it works. It works. Yeah. What yeah. Do you, Have you named this process yet? I'm just curious.
1: No, I haven't. <laughs> Maybe I should. I don't have a name for it, but I don't know. Maybe I might be the only one doing it, but I'm pretty sure there's other people might be doing something similar to it. I don't know, but I haven't seen anyone really do it in this way. And so I haven't, I don't know. I haven't come up with a name yet for it.
2: Well, I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, there are other people out there doing versions of this, but I think that that's another lesson here is that you guys kind of, you know, came up with a rough idea of what you wanted to do, all very intentional, but you as you mentioned before, you were learning as you went and you were willing to quickly kind of pivot or change directions based on what you were seeing as things were happening. But right. you went into it with an overarching sort of like plan of what you wanted to do, very intentional with it. And, and now for the next time you do this, now you can take the learnings from this launch here. And you've done this a few times. You know what works and what doesn't at this point. So now right. you can make adjustments for next time.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I think the reason why we wanted to go this route is just the power of relationships you can build with people before you sell anything, or even during the process, is ex- extremely valuable. And we just wanted to do things different. We didn't want to do the standard things that everyone's seeing because I think people are starting to get used to it a little bit. So we wanted to mix it up a little bit. And you know, and in moving into this next launch when we relaunch it again. We're even going to do other things to build relationships. And I think that's why the Facebook group is so powerful is because it allowed us to build a relationship with people before we actually launched anything to them. And yeah. so, you know, one of the things we did afterwards is we called every single member on the phone, which I, I know I've talked to you about in yeah. the past mm-hmm. just, and you get really good feedback from people, but we just let them know that like, hey, we appreciate your business. You made a really good decision. And we do that personal touch. We do that to build the relationship with them. Something that we didn't do, but we'll do next time that I just did on this last launch I did is, we set up 15 minute consultations with people that were on the fence. And I just literally just talked to people on the phone to decide whether or not this was a good fit for them. and. About 50% of the people that I had a conversation with ended up buying the product. But what was really interesting is the people that didn't buy, because it might not have been a right fit, went inside my Facebook group and were telling everyone, you need to buy this program. This guy over delivers. I can't believe he sat on the phone with us. And they became my own salesman. That's and awesome. so I think anytime you get to like build a personal relationship with the people you're going to be selling to, it just is a super powerful thing.
2: Yeah, I hear you, man. I love it. I love it. Dude, thanks for taking us through this strategy. I've been excited because I've been hearing a little bit more about it. You and I have talked a very little bit about it, but I'm really glad to have you come on here and break this down sort of from start to finish. So thanks so much for taking us through everything. I want to make sure that people can connect with you and learn more about you, get to know what you've got going on and everything. Where can people go to do that?
1: Yeah. So I'll give you uh, two places. First would be my website and YouTube channel, which is just sold with video, sold dot com or just type in sold the video onto YouTube. And then the second place would be my Facebook group, which is called the new generation entrepreneur. And it's all about finding out the newest strategies and all about creation. Like I'm just a big believer in, You can literally create a business from anything. Like There's people out there that are growing Instagram followings and turning that into a business, growing YouTube channels, turning that into a business. And so I created a group all centered around that type of stuff. So you can check me out there as well.
2: Nice. I'm not actually in that group. I'm going to join that myself. I will link everything up in our show notes for today's episode. Brandon, thanks so much for coming on here. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right. I hope you got a lot out of this one, with Brandon, today. For all the links that we discussed during the episode, be sure and check out the show notes page over at rickmulready.com forward slash 119. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, one of my goals in 2017 is to double the listenership of this podcast, and you can play a big part in that, whether it's by sharing the episode like we talked about earlier, or if you're liking the podcast here and you've not yet left a quick, honest rating review for the show over on iTunes, Please show your support by taking a second to do that. It's a huge help. Only takes about 30 seconds to do it. So just go to iTunes, type in the Art of Paid Traffic, click on Ratings and Reviews, and you can leave your honest rating and review right there. Thanks so much in advance for doing that. And thank you so much for listening to the episode today. I really appreciate it. I got a lot of great episodes coming your way in the upcoming week. So until then, keep testing your paid traffic, my friends, to find out what works for you and your business, and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in that next episode.
0: Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below, you'll see the link, and you can go download it right now for free.